Welcome to the Bookwifery Podcast, a weekly podcast that helps you birth your book, your voice, and your audience through discernment, companionship, and guidance. I'm Christiane Squires, the founder of Bookwifery, and my mission is to help you birth books that heal the world with light. Welcome to the show. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Bookwifery Podcast. I'm excited to talk with you this week about the topic of what happens in each trimester of book pregnancy. So this episode is specifically speaking to um, book pregnancy as it concerns general nonfiction. Um, You know by now, if you've been listening to the podcast, that um, there are three different categories, major categories in book publishing, and those are fiction, creative nonfiction, and general nonfiction. And I work specifically with general nonfiction in my bookwifery courses. So if you're not sure what type of book you are birthing or might be pregnant with, I would encourage you to go back to episode one of the podcast where I talk about those three major categories and help you think through what kind of book you might be birthing. Um, But we're going to be talking about general nonfiction in terms of how the different trimesters break down in book pregnancy for this category of book. So um, I think that the the trimesters would probably look different with the different with the other categories. So this is going to be specific to the kind of book that I help birth my students with my students. So um, to get started, I want to just encourage you to know that the first very first step of what happens in each trimester of book pregnancy is that you first determine if you are pregnant with a book. So we've talked about this topic a lot on the podcast already quite a bit. Specifically in episodes two and three of the podcast, I walk you through a discernment process, which I kind of liken to a pregnancy test, um, kind of like you know, going to get your pregnancy test done and it's going to come back positive or negative. I kind of take a discernment approach to that question and um, episodes two and three of the podcast will help you kind of go through that process yourself. So there's a couple of resources I'm going to name for you here. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on um, first determining if you're pregnant or not because those other episodes really speak to that question. But I'll, I'll give you a couple resources right here that you can go check out if you haven't yet um, kind of dove into that topic yet. So the first is bookwifery.com slash podcast is where you will be able to find the show notes for any episode of the podcast. So you just navigate to the podcast episode you're listening to. This In this case, it would be episode six. And if you just click on episode six on that page, it'll take you to all the things that I talk about in that episode and any links or episodes or articles or Anything that I reference in a particular episode will be found on the show notes page for that particular episode. So to find the show notes, you go to bookwifery.com slash podcast. And again, you just navigate over to the particular podcast episode you're listening to if you want to find the links to anything I mentioned in the show. So for this show, um, here at the top, I am mentioning a few things to you. I already mentioned episode one, which is where you can learn about the three categories of book publishing. For this um, first step of determining if you are pregnant with a book, um, there's a few resources I'll name right here. Um, The first is um, to listen to episodes two and three, which help you with the discernment question. 
and filling up your knowledge bank to help you discern if you are pregnant with a book. Um, I also encourage you to go to bookwifery.com slash discernment to get a free download of the discernment guide that has nine discernment questions. You can, it's like a workbook. It's free. You don't have to enter an email address or anything to get it. It's just right there, bookwifery.com slash discernment. You can download it, print it out, work on it, um, work through it, answer the questions. Um, I kind of think about that discernment guide as like the big drink of water that you take before you go take the discernment, before you go take the pregnancy test. Um, so filling out the guide, the workbook is um, a way of like drinking up the water and like putting, you know, you're putting your answers down and then you go and you listen to episodes two and three. They help you think through the questions that you responded to in the guide. And then if you're still not sure if you are pregnant with a book or not, the next step, the next resource that I'll offer you here in this first step is to attend one of my free online discernment workshops that helps you kind of go to the next step if the discernment guide itself and the two episodes of the podcast that I named don't help you get real clear. I offer a free online workshop that kind of allows you to ask questions, share noticings, kind of get pushed to another level in your discernment if you're still not clear. I only offer that workshop every two or three months, um, but you can find out when the next one is being offered or sign up for the notification list if at bookwifery.com slash workshop. And I'll go ahead and make a note here that if you're listening to this episode when it goes live on July 3rd, 2018, I do have a, I have just scheduled a new workshop for the discernment process. It's going to be offered on August 17th at 1 p.m. Eastern. So if you go to bookwifery.com slash workshop, you'll be able to find details on how to register for the workshop. If you are still not sure about your discernment and you just need a little bit of extra TLC and presence. Okay, so that's the first step in terms of what happens in each trimester of book pregnancy. First, you determine or you find out if you are indeed pregnant with a book, and that is a discernment process that's like a pregnancy test. The next thing that happens if your pregnancy test comes back positive is you realize that you are pregnant with a book, and the question then becomes, now what? So... Um, just stating the obvious here that I really go deep into the metaphor of birthing and pregnancy and midwifery here in the work that I do at Bookwifery, helping you birth books that heal the world with light. And so we're going to, you're going to really see that kind of it's the full color of that, the full color spectrum of that metaphor in this episode. Um, talked already about the pregnancy test and drinking your glass of water by filling out the discernment guide. Um, now you'll get another taste of that here. And that is, um, I want to invite you to think about um, as a woman, um, if you were to find out that you were pregnant, you found that pregnancy stick and it came back positive, that kind of the moment of realization, that moment of like, what is going through your mind, what is going through your heart, what is happening in your body as you're just finding out that news. And that's, that's kind of the next step of what happens in book pregnancy is what I call that now what moment where you might be feeling like so many different things at one time. You know, you're, you're feeling like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I like to say sometimes, you know, the room is spinning, you're feeling kind of woozy, you might be feeling really excited, you might be feeling really scared and like, what's going to happen next? You might feel like the your whole life is about to change because it is. Um, you might be having some fears, some insecurities. Um, you might be wondering, you know, will I have what it takes? Do I, 
I do I know how to do this or will I know how to do this? So just kind of thinking about that in terms of human pregnancy, the human pregnancy experience, that moment of realization that you're pregnant and all that goes through your mind and your heart and your body, I just trans- translate that over to the book Pregnancy Experience um, to say, you know, the next step forward, at least in the work that I do at Book, at book Whiffery, is to offer kind of a, well, it's called a book pregnancy planning course, but I liken it to what to expect when you're expecting if that book, that book series was applied to book pregnancy. So um, the, the way that that idea came about was I was talking with my mastermind partner who, her name is Jen. She might come up quite a bit while I'm doing the show, so I'll just go ahead and introduce her right now. Um, One of my mastermind partners' name is Jen. She works at a company called Sacred Ordinary Days. I will go ahead and link them up in the show notes as well. But she and I were on a retreat to work on our businesses together, and I was talking about this moment that a writer, you know, has in realizing that they are pregnant with a book. And we were talking about the comparison to the pregnancy metaphor. And I, you know, we got to talking about how when someone finds out that they're pregnant, especially the very first time they're going to be a parent, wouldn't it be amazing if they had a place to go to be able to kind of learn all that's about to happen in their life. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, kind of like a, a parenting class or a pregnancy class that that not only um, prepared them for actual labor and childbirth, but maybe also just covered what to expect about the pregnancy itself. How will your body change? Um, what kinds of, you know, body and hormone changes might you experience, the development of the baby, um, kind of the different stages and how, you know, how your experience of pregnancy might change throughout the different phases, Um, how to prepare for a baby coming into your life. Um, What do you do about sleep? What about food um, and breastfeeding? What about um, attachment? Um, What about the baby's growth and development? Um, Thinking through, you know, what's important to you as a parent? What are some of your values? Um, And, you know, not acknowledging that none of these things can be fully prepared for or controlled or managed or foreseen. um, But to the extent that you're able to equip yourself as a as a brand new parent or parent to be, Um, how wonderful it would be to have a place to go where you can get oriented to all that's involved and to kind of set yourself some pacing and to have a a group of people that you're learning with and asking questions with and sharing experiences with and you're having, um, you know, experts or, or trained people that are helping you navigate that and get yourself ready. And so that's kind of where the inspiration for the book pregnancy planning course that I offer is coming from. Um, but like I said, I liken it to the book series, what to expect when you're expecting. It's a chance to kind of get the lay of the land of what's what the road ahead is going to be like for you as the parent of a book. And so um, so that's kind of the next step that that I offer here at Bookwifery is a chance to kind of get oriented. And so if you are going through book, book pregnancy, you're realizing that you're pregnant with your book, and you're thinking, what's my next step? How is this going to change my life? Um, you know, obviously, there's the courses that I offer, and I'm going to kind of break some of that down for you in this episode. But this is not meant to be kind of a sales pitch for all the courses that I offer. It's just meant to give you kind of a, 
maybe a little bit of the philosophy behind the development and the progression that I've created here, but I'm going to try to provide kind of um, some insight for you of what kinds of things you could be doing at that stage of your book pregnancy, whether or not you're taking a book with free course or not, of course. And so I want this podcast to be valuable to you no matter whether you're enrolled in anything that I'm offering or not. So so at this stage, when you realize you're pregnant and you're kind of wanting to get some orientation, what are the kinds of things you can do? So um, in the, I'll, I'll tell you kind of how I break down the course for the book pregnancy planning course, um, how I break it down, and then the kinds of things that if you were kind of doing a DIY approach on your own, what what kinds of things you might want to be thinking about and doing. So in the book, book pregnancy planning course that I offer, it's a four-week course. We spend a week on your book, a week on your voice, a week on your audience, and a week on your pregnancy plan, your book pregnancy plan. So inside the week on your book, we're, we're looking at questions of publishing. What are what are publishers looking for? What are agents looking for? Do you need an agent? What's the difference between traditional publishing and self-publishing? Um, kind of getting a sense of your starting point on content, like how are you coming into your book pregnancy? What kinds of ideas and content have you already you know, fleshed out or written elsewhere. So those are the kinds of things you might go ahead and start researching on your own if you're doing a DIY approach to birthing your book. Um, is kind of getting a sense of just in terms of the book itself, what are your options for publishing? Um, what do you need to know about the publishing process in order to prepare yourself and also get a sense of where you're starting your starting point right now with your book? What's your sense of your content? Um, what's your sense of your subject matter? So just kind of getting oriented a little bit. The next um, week that we do on your voice, this is about um, something I've touched on a little bit already in previous podcast episodes, which is my definition of voice in the general nonfiction category is having a unique contribution to an existing conversation, um, an existing conversation in the marketplace. You have a unique angle to bring to that conversation. And so we unpack a little bit more of what that means. We also talk uh, talk about what it means to have a voice that says that speaks in a certain way. So voice as how you say it. So if you were to DIY your approach to your book pregnancy, um, you might go and do some research on um, what it means to have competitive titles um, when you're in when you're publishing a book to have other books in the marketplace that exist on your subject matter area. And what are the, you know, benefits of that? And um, just kind of getting a sense of um, why it's important for to publishers that there be an existing conversation in the marketplace and, and that their authors of new books that they publish are bringing something new to that conversation. Um, in the week on audience, we are kind of giving all the options or all the major options that you have for developing your platform or cultivating your audience in both offline spaces and online spaces. So um, you might be wanting to think about what are, what are the opportunities available to you on Online or offline, I really encourage um, the authors at Book Wifery that I work with not to feel the need to do everything that's available. So don't feel like you need to be in all the places or do all the things, but really spend some time thinking about, you know, what do I care about? Um, what are the ways that I most naturally express myself? Where are the places I most naturally show up already? Where is my audience showing up? 
where, you know, what places are they going to consume their information and where might I find some overlap between me and them and have those be the places where you get started. Um, so that would be one way that you might think about your audience and then your book pregnancy plan. So for me in the course that I offer, we get into, um, you know, a little bit of project planning and goal setting and how to manage a project. And um, so because the the book pregnancy is such a long term commitment that it's helpful to have some sense of orientation to just setting goals and, and mile markers along the way and breaking goals into projects and tasks. So um, this would be kind of just getting boning up on some, you know, just basic project management and goal setting processes for yourself and how you might manage your book pregnancy. So that's kind of the like the very beginning of the process. I seek to offer authors at Bookwifery a chance to just get oriented to like what this process will hold when it comes to your book, your voice and your audience. And then um, so there's ways that you can certainly go about finding you know, tools and guides and, and um, ways forward on your own. If, if you would be interested in that next step forward here at Bookwifery, I would love to have you. Um, so I would encourage you to go to bookwifery.com slash expecting, and that will take you directly to the book pregnancy planning course page. And you'll be able to find information there on whether we have an upcoming course um, that you can enroll in, or if you can join the no- notification list for the next time enrollment opens. Um, I will tell you that a new cohort for the Bookwifery book pregnancy planning course will be launching in September or will be getting started in September. So we'll be opening registration in August. So again, here we're at the beginning of July. You've got some time to really be thinking through whether this is um, the right next step for you. And if it is, I'd love to have you join us. So bookwifery.com slash expecting for that step. Okay, so now we're going to move into first, second, and third trimester, and this is where you're going to get a sense of how the book pregnancy actually unfolds for you. And before we step into each of those breakdowns, I want to kind of um, invite you to picture in your mind an apex or like a lever um, that has kind of a, a fulcrum or like a focal point, and at the at the apex of it is like a big round dot. (laughs) Okay. And, um, and what I would put at the top of that kind of focal point is the book proposal. So everything in the general nonfiction category of books, which are the books that I help you birth here that help heal the world with light, that are books that help people in some direct way, um, that are helping to teach, encourage, guide other people in some specific way that you are you know, gifted and trained and able to do bringing your expertise and wisdom to do. Um, in this you know, general nonfiction category of book, everything in book pregnancy is kind of building toward the book proposal, which is kind of at the midpoint of the book pregnancy. I um, So again, here's breaking the, the metaphor down for you again. Um, I think of it like, um, I liken it to the 20-week ultrasound, where it's kind of the major ultrasound, the big one that happens where you get a chance to learn, see so many things that couldn't be seen before, learn so many things that couldn't be learned before. Um, I want to be sensitive here to anybody who has experience with human pregnancy, um, who has had difficulty um, reach, you know, at that 20 week ultrasound, I know it's a significant marker. Um, so I say this with as much sensitivity as I can muster here. Um, but just naming that this is the, this is the ultrasound where it's, it happens in the second trimester of 
of human pregnancy where you get to find out the sex of the baby if you want to. It's like there's enough development there to know the gen- the, the sex of the baby. Um, you also, all of the organs and the skeleton structure of, of the baby are um, there. It's like all the major organs are there. The skeleton frame is there. Um, they may not be fully formed yet, but everything is present and accounted for that that needs to be. Um, this is a time also where a lot of time, you know, you can see more of the fingers and toes. There's a little bit more. Um, it's just there's there's more form there. Um it's also where we find out um, the viability of the pregnancy, the health of the pregnancy. Are things progressing as they um, as they are meant to, or as 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 nature would have it? Um, and so that twenty week ultrasound is major. And for all of you um, out there who've been there, you know you know what I'm talking about with that. And so when I say that the book proposal is the moment in book pregnancy that is akin to that that ultrasound time in human pregnancy. What I mean is that that is kind of the that is the document that both the building of it and the sending of it to pr- publishing professionals will help you know if the book in that you are you are developing that's developing in you is really um, able to continue forward if if it's really coming into its exp- into its expression and its development. As it needs to in order to progress forward and continue to find vitality and life in the world. And so the creating of the book proposal will be a great indicator for you of whether there's enough there to make a full proposal, um, but also sending it out and starting to get feedback um, by way of actual feedback or even just lack of feedback or lack of response or or, um, even rejections. All of that is going to be feedback for you to know is this is this um, is this book in development at in its present form strong enough to to keep moving forward in in book pregnancy and development in order to find life in the world. So, kind of painting that picture for you, um, and to say that everything prior to the book proposal in book pregnancy is preparation for that. So everything that we do in the first trimester and in the early phases of the second trimester leading up to that book proposal, which is at that apex point, that 20 week mark, not literal 20 weeks in in book pregnancy, but, you know, likening it again in that metaphorical sense. Um, Everything that you do up to that point is preparing you for that book proposal and everything on the other side of the book proposal when you are finishing out your manuscript, you're getting a book contract, you're bringing the book in through production, and it's being birthed into the world. All of that is kind of following on from what was in the book proposal. And so so everything leading up to it is preparation. That takes us into the first trimester. So what is happening in the first trimester? The way that I break it down is that... Um, you know, I've mentioned before that the tagline at Book Whiffery is your book, your voice, your audience, and that tending to all three of those tiers in book pregnancy is essential. And so in the first trimester, I'm going to break down what we do related to voice, audience, and your, your book, your voice, and your audience in the course that is helping you ultimately, you know, set the stage for your book proposal that comes in the second trimester. So what's happening in the first trimester that helps you tend to your book, your voice, and your audience all in preparation for the book proposal? Okay. So what I, my approach here is that I have you start with voice. 
because in getting clear on your voice, your contribution, your unique contribution to the existing conversation is going to inform everything else that you do. It's going to inform, um, you know, when it comes to the book proposal, it's going to inform the competitive titles that you choose to include in your proposal that, that say, you know, this is what the existing conversation is right now. This is how what this is what they're doing. This is how what I'm doing is a little bit different than that. So that again is getting that unique angle on an existing conversation. Um, so we're getting clear on in the first trimester on those other books in the marketplace that are similar to yours, but a little bit different. We're getting clear on what they're doing. What are, who is their target audience? What is the benefit that they're offering? How are they contributing something unique to the, to the conversation space that you're a part of? And then using that as an opportunity to look back at yourself and your own project and say, okay, how is that different from what I'm doing? Or how is what I'm developing here able to be a little bit different? What is the benefit that I'm bringing that's a little bit different? How is my audience a little bit different? So we're doing a lot of like um, situating of yourself and your project into um, the conversation space in the first trimester. That's getting more clear. And that, like I said, is is parlayed later in the second trimester when you're working on your book proposal, when it comes to um, the, the portion of your book proposal where you need to talk about competitive titles. You're already prepared to do that because in the first trimester, we did that in your work on voice. In the first trimester, we also do work on audience. So um, I talked already about how, you know, you want to be thinking through what are the different places that you might be cultivating your audience, building your platform. So in the first trimester, um, you are making sure that your home base is all set up. I, you know, your home base, I consider to be like your website, your newsletter, your blog, kind of your spaces that you own, determining your outposts, which would be like other places you go to connect and contribute. So whether that's social media channels, articles you write, guest posts, um, offline events or activities that you're a part of. Um, So what are your outposts going to be? And then, you know, we kind of get clear on that and you start to now work on those things. So when we're when we're thinking about audience in the first trimester, you're clarifying the value that you bring to your audience. So when I say value, it's like, what is the help that you're bringing to the people that you are writing for? What is the light that you bring to them? What is the service that you have to bring? How are you wanting to serve them? So, you know, we already spent some time in the voice section getting clear on what it is that you're doing that's a little bit unique from what's already being done. And so when you're starting to work with your audience here in the first trimester as well, it follows on from voice. Like, remember how I said voice has to come first because that allows you to get really clear on what you're bringing that's different than what anyone else is bringing. And it also, you're also getting clear on how the, even the way you speak, the way that you write, the, the, the kind of um, personality of yourself, that's part of your voice as well. And all of that informs then how you connect with your audience. What kinds of things do you share with them? How do you share with them in terms of like the personality again? And so whether it's on your website, whether it's in articles you're publishing elsewhere, whether it's on social media in some some form or fashion, you're bringing that awareness of your unique contribution, your unique light to bear, your personality, the personality of your voice. You're bringing all of that into your audience cultivation work. Um, 
We're also in that first trimester just being intentional, creating some strategy around how you will sustain that long term. So it's all about being intentional. You have this audience that you are already cult- have already been cultivating or are now beginning to do that more intentionally. And so no matter whether it's something you've been doing or are just beginning to do, we want in the first trimester to start to get clear on intention. That the way that you show up, the places that you show up, how often you show up, what you are promising um, by the way you show up to bring, um, that that is all being brought with intention and with strategy and um, with with clarity. Okay, so that's voice and audience in the first trimester. And then the last part, the big part, (laughs) I mean, the other pieces are big too, but we spend a lot of time in the first trimester also working on your your actual book. And um, the way I like to think about this, going back to the metaphor, is that in the first trimester of book of birth, human pregnancy, you know, the cells, you know, at that point of conception, the cells start multiplying really rapidly, right? And it's like, it's like they're constantly doubling, 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 and eventually kind of building out this form. And um, the the similarity to book pregnancy here is when you start to work on the book portion in the first trimester, it's all about the the idea generation. And so we spend quite a bit of time in the first trimester just brainstorming and dumping out as many ideas as you can possibly imagine. Um, I like to tell my students that, you know, the, hum- the we, we are focusing on um, building out the skeleton structure of the book in the first trimester when it comes to the book part. And I say, you know, the the human body has 206 bones. That's a lot of bones to grow <laughs> in in um, pregnancy. And so um, so it's it, there's a whole lot of ideas just getting put down onto the page and there's not any rhyme or reason to them. It's like you're given a lot of different starting points for generating ideas. And then we start to try to find the order out of the chaos and start to kind of put the right bones in the right place and getting really ultimately a clear sense of the skeleton and um, what bones belong with which parts of the body. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, it's all about kind of getting everything out there and then getting starting to get clear on what goes where. And by the end of the first trimester, you will have um, created ultimately um, not just the skeleton structure of the book, which is like maybe like you might think, you know, when you first hear that phrase, you might think, oh, it's like the different chapters. So like the seven big ideas for the book. It's really by the end of the first trimester, you've really filled in those seven chapters or those 10 chapters. And you know all the ideas or most of the ideas, the majority of the ideas that are going to go into each one such that you could even write a whole paragraph of summary about what that chapter is going to include, what it's about, what it's doing for the reader. Um, You have them put in the order that makes the most sense. And, you know, you've got a flow going for the book. And so at the end of that, you have what's known as the annotated table of contents, which is another big section of the book proposal that you're building out in the second trimester. So by the end of the first trimester, you have your competitive title section um, starting to get some clarity there. You've built out your annotated table of contents so that you know not just the chapters of the books, but what's going to go into them and how the the right order for them. Um, And I also didn't mention that as far as the audience piece goes, you've gotten really clear on what you're doing, why you're doing it, where you're doing it. And that is another piece of the book proposal as well, where you're talking about marketing and promotion and your platform and things like that. So all of these pieces, I hope you're able to hear, um, 
you're doing them in the first trimester because they need to happen. I mean, they're foundational pieces for moving forward, but they're all in service of this big thing that's coming in the second trimester. And you may not be um, feeling super connected to that, with the reality of that, when you're actually doing those things in the first trimester. But I want you to know that like, they're there with intention. They're meant to help lay this really solid foundation so that once you get to the book proposal in the second trimester, you've got a lot of a lot under your belt already and you're you're going into it and you're feeling like, okay, I'm pretty much laying down tracks here that I've already, you know, I'm, okay, I just lost that metaphor there. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay, moving on. We're going to talk about the second trimester. What is it that happens in the second trimester? So in the second trimester, I tell my students that a lot of writing happens here. You are going to, I'm going to break down for you all the writing that you're going to do. You're going to write your sample chapters. Um, you're going to create your book proposal, which is a major document. You're going to write your, your a template for your query letter. And then you're going to ultimately package all of those three things up into one big package that goes out to um, different places that have different guidelines for what they want to receive. So you're basically tailoring that package for each individual that you're sending it out to. And so there's a lot of, oh, and then after all of that gets done, you finish out the remainder of your manuscript. So tons of writing going on and a lot of research as well. Um, but what I want to remind, you know, kind of keep it the also in the awareness is that while all of that is happening, there also is room being made for your ongoing cultivation of your audience. So you're not forgetting about your audience and kind of going into your writing cave um, and being kind of a hermit for the whole of your second trimester. You are um, in the first trimester starting to get some strategy in place and starting to put it in place and do it. Um, in the second trimester, it's becoming a habit. It's becoming a kind of a a way of being in the world. Um, you have those outposts that you've named, you have the ways in which you're showing up, and you're continuing to maintain that in the second trimester while alongside you're doing all of this writing and creating. So in your second trimester, what is it that you're doing? You're starting to develop the organs really of the book. So we've got the skeleton structure and all the bones in the right place and what bones attach to what bones in the first trimester at the end of the first trimester. Second trimester is where you start to develop the organs and eventually like the flesh starts to come onto the bones as well. And so this is what I mean when I say you're doing a lot of writing. So you're writing your sample chapters. Some publishers or agents will request just one sample chapter. Some will request three. So I have my students write three sample chapters. So they have three if that's required, or they can choose one or two if, if three isn't required. Um, you're also creating your book proposal, as I mentioned, and I'll just name here. Um, the elements of the book proposal include, and I hope some of it sounds familiar to you by now once I, once I name it, because we've talked quite a bit about it already. The book proposal has um, some major components to it. There's an overview section that kind of gives a sense for um, kind of your vision for the book and why it, and also why it's needed at this point in time. It's kind of an overview of what's all included in the proposal. You're also going to have a section about the target market, like who this book is for. You're going to have a section of competitive titles, which we've talked about previously, um, getting a sense for the conversation in the marketplace. 
You're going to have a section on marketing and promotion, ideas for how the book might be promoted in the world and um, once it once it comes into the world or prior to its birth and what it is that you're committing to doing on its behalf. You're going to have a section on your own author bio where you share your credentials and kind of your platform. There's going to be the annotated table of contents, which gives kind of a snapshot of each chapter and what it's doing for the overall project of the book. And like I said, you will have already completed that by the end of the first trimester. And then there's a sh- there's your sample chapters. Um, so that's the book proposal. And then there's also um, the query letter. The query letter is kind of like, it's kind of like, um, it's a, it's a note that goes out that that um, ask kind of generates interest. It's like, you know, this is the project that I'm working on. I know you're interested in these sorts of projects. I have a package that I could send to you, um, which, you know, do I have your permission to go ahead and send it to you? (laughs) And so um, you, you put together a template for that, but then you tailor it for the different people you find that you think would be good publishing partners for you and your book. And so After you've done all that writing that I just outlined, there is some time that you spend in research. And that's when you do go and you find potential publishing partners. Um, And you're tailoring your query letter to each one. And if they request your your materials, then you go ahead and you bundle up your proposal package according to the the parameters that they like to receive it and you send it out to them. Um, And then after you kind of send out that batch, you continue working away on the manuscript itself, but um, in between there, you're you know continuing to get feedback or responses and sending it out again to new people and continuing to cultivate your audience. So a lot is happening in the second trimester. It really is the fullest trimester of the three. So much happens here. And I also want to pause here and say that if you decide to go the route of self-publishing, that all the things that I outlined here as being a necessary part of the second trimester are still, in my opinion, in my approach, really important to still do. So, you know, whether you are um, going to find a partner that publishes the book on your behalf, or you decide to fund the publishing and printing and distribution of your book yourself, you're still going to need to know the things that the book proposal is asking you to know and name. That is, you know, who is this book for? Who is its target market? What are the other titles that are in the marketplace already that are talking about this? And how is what you're doing a little bit different so that you can position the book? Um, What are the marketing and promotion strategies that you're going to use to to raise awareness about this book and and sell it once it's out there? What are your credentials as the author um, that you're bringing that that allow your potential readers to place their trust in you and, and trust what you have to teach them in your book in order to buy it? And also, getting clear on what the book is going to hold so that when it's time to write it, you you know what you need to do. So all of the process that we go through in the first and second trimesters geared toward traditional publishing are just as legitimate and important for you if you are funding, funding and um, executing this endeavor yourself or developing a team of people to help you in the self-publishing approach. Um, And don't you think it's great to know kind of the order in which to do all of these things? I I find that, you know, it's so easy when when we're going to start out with some new endeavor to think of like the thing that seems most concrete to run after. So in this example, if you were going to publish a book, you might and you decided you were going to um, 
either traditionally published or self-published, you might immediately go into research mode of like, if you're going to self-publish, maybe you would start researching Amazon's Create Space as a self-publishing option, or uh, how much does it cost to self-publish a book, or um, try to find an editor for your book. Or if you're traditionally publishing, like you immediately start researching, you know, people, publishers out there that, that work in your category of book, but there's so much that comes in the process of book pregnancy before any of that research ever even needs to happen yet. You have to get so much clarity about so many pieces prior to that. You need to get clear on, you know, all that's happening in the market in your subject matter area, what it is that you're doing that's different. Um, what is your voice and contribution? Who is your audience and how are you connecting with them and actually doing the work of connecting with them before you're ever ready to publish the book because an audience needs to be ready for the book once it's published. And then and then getting so clear on what the book is going to hold, like what are all those bones and how are they all connected to each other and what are the organs and what does it look like when it starts to have some flesh on it? And so all of this is stuff that happens before any of that research about editors or um, publishers or create space or any of that stuff even needs to happen. All of that comes later down the line after you've gotten all of these other foundations laid first. So I hope that that's helpful to you to think about like, okay, there's certain things that happen in a certain order and there's intention here. Um, and which is ultimately why I'm doing this episode for you so that you know kind of what happens in each trimester in order to lead to the most healthy pregnancy you can have. Okay, so third trimester of book pregnancy. This is where um, your book is continuing to develop, um, but with increasing specificity. So I again, going back to the pregnant, the human pregnancy metaphor, um, in the third trimester, there is continued development happening. Like, and it's just getting the the body is just getting more and more specificity. You know, all of the limbs are getting you know more finely shaped and stronger. Um, the hair is starting to grow in. The eyelashes are starting to grow in. The fingernails are starting to grow in. Like all of these really specific things, uh, the all the details are starting to happen right in the third trimester. And so the closer and closer it, you know we get to birth. And so the the similarity to book pregnancy here is the things that happen in the third trimester primarily is this is where production happens. So at this point, you have a book contract if you're working with a traditional publisher. So you're working with them on through the edits, the editorial process. Um, you've already finished your full first draft. They are taking you through several rounds of edits and revisions. Um, the You're getting a book title. You're getting cover design. You're getting back cover copy. You are um, seeing the interior of the book typeset so it looks like a book. Um, proofreading is happening. It's being sent out for endorsements if you have people that have agreed to endorse the book. Um, the sales rep are starting to sell the book to buyers for the major chains. The marketing department is, you know, rolling out their plans. So all of the, all of the production details are coming together and the book is taking more and more shape and it's starting to actually get to the point of being packaged and printed and distributed and put into the bookstore. And so, um, like I said, it's like where all of the spe specifics are happening so what I do here in the, or what I will be doing, because the third trimester course at Pugwifery hasn't rolled out yet, um, but the way I think about this is that if you are traditionally publishing, 
you will have a whole team of partners at your publishing house that are going to be doing all of the production work with you. Like all the things I just named, you know, titling, cover design, interior design, you know, editing, proofreading, back cover copy, all of that stuff. And you'll also have sales and marketing support. The marketing support for each publishing house and also depending on, you know, each author really varies. And so, um, you're going to be invited to bring things to the table yourself through your book proposal process. You're going to name the things that you're committed to do doing on behalf of your book. And so when it comes to the bookwifery side, if you were to invite bookwifery to be a companion to you in your third trimester of book pregnancy, that's the place where we focus. So again, all of the production of the actual book is happening in-house at your traditional book publisher. But Here at Bookwifery, what we're doing is we're helping you develop your birth plan for your book. We're helping you get clear on what does a successful book birth look like for you? (laughs) Um, How, what, you know, and that, that is two, twofold. One of it is just the celebration that you want to experience when the book comes into the world. What does that kind of launch party look like for you? How do you want to celebrate its birth into the world? But also it's about preparing the world to receive your book and to welcome it into the world once it's here. And so that's laying a lot of groundwork with your audience in your third trimester. It's starting to get them ready for the book that's coming and and getting them, you know, they're coming alongside you and they're excited with you for the book that's coming and they're you're providing them with resources that will kind of pique their appetite um, to to want to be a part of your book once it and you know your book launch once it's here and so that's there's a lot of dreaming and planning and creating and ultimately I like to think of it a bit like nesting um, in this third trimester when it comes to what bookwifery would would be able to provide you with support but even if you weren't working with bookwifery these are the kinds of things you would want to be working on in your third trimester as you are working alongside your publishing partners and I'll say too that if you are self-publishing in the third trimester, you would be working with your publishing partners there as well. It would just be the team of people that you've assembled. So you might hire a book designer, you might hire an editor or two, um, you might be, um, you might hire um, a launch strategist or assemble a launch team. So, you know, whether it's traditional or self-publishing, the, these are the kinds of things that are happening in the third trimester. Production is happening on the book. And then you are doing the work of, you know, like I said, the nesting that happens to prepare, you know, your own space and, um, and the, you know, the way that you move about in the world and prepare others to receive your book into the world. And then I like to also just make a note of what the kind of the last piece of book pregnancy includes, and that is the postnatal care. So after you have, you know, again, in human pregnancy, after a baby is brought into the world, there's all of this postnatal care that happens. You know, it's, um, you know, caring for the mother in the aftermath of the birth and um, allowing there to be some respite for her, um, allowing space for her to process, um, allowing space to notice what's working, what's not working, what kinds of things might need to change, noticing um, how you're developing as a parent and how the baby is doing. And there's, you know, what, what needs to shift or what's going well. And so, you know, I kind of seek at Bookwifery to also provide that extra support after the book comes into the world. You know, you've made this birth plan, you've got this launch, 
you know, this launch celebration and you've got these ways in which you're preparing the world to receive your book. And then after the book is here, allowing some space for savoring, some space for noticing, some space for reflecting and learning and paying attention and and continuing to see, you know, what's working, um, what isn't, might need to be refined. Um, how are you growing as the parent of this book in the world? How is your book growing into its own identity in the world? What are you learning about the book as it interacts with the world? Um, and, you know, what are you learning about yourself as the as the steward and the parent of this book in the world? So these are the kinds of things that Bookwifery helps you with in the third trimester and beyond. So, okay, I hope there was enough here for you to feel like you have a sense of how the progression happens and whether or not, again, I try to be as clear as possible about this, whether or not Bookwifery is a specific partner with you in this process of book pregnancy. Um, I hope you have a lot of ideas for what you can be doing on your own if that's the path you choose to take um, through each phase and how those phase, phases best unfold so that you're prepared and kind of ready um, and able to support the, the most healthy full development of your book. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Bookwifery Podcast. Show notes for each episode can be found at bookwifery.com slash podcast. I'd love to connect with you beyond the show. You can subscribe to my birth notes newsletter at bookwifery.com slash notes, where I share further details behind each week's episode, plus updates on all things bookwifery. My favorite place to hang out online is Instagram. You can find me at Christiane underscore bookwifery or by searching bookwifery in the explore tab. And lastly, don't you just love this music? It's called Lights Dissolve and is produced by a musician named Elliot Middleton. Thanks again for listening.